It is now Thursday afternoon. This is Rich Poland. CTM. And we had a great, albeit a little rainy day in uh, yeah. Kohler, Wisconsin today for the uh, practice round and the opening ceremony of the Ryder Cup. Yeah, it was oh, great. Bill yeah. Dubinsky's talking to us uh, on Marco Polo. Uh, hi, Bill. Uh, so uh, we, had a, we had a great day today. We uh, walked the course, saw a bunch of practice holes from both the European and the U.S. sides. Yeah, it was, uh, the holes are great. There are some beautiful holes. The course is absolutely spectacular. So we'll talk about the holes that we saw and, and for people who are at the course. Should we talk about viewing places or should we keep the good ones to ourselves? Yeah, we, well, they're not... There are a number of viewing places, about six to be exact. Uh, only one of us took a spill today. On yeah. one of, that was me. Uh, yeah, the side, it's very. The, there's a lot of mounds, and they're very slick. A lot of the kills, very slick. And then uh, the pairings have just come out. Yeah, that's so, a good thing. So we're going to talk about the pairings, and, and, and sometimes more interestingly than the pairings is who's not playing. Who's not playing, yeah. Uh, and uh, our, our listeners were correct about who Bryson Shambo was going to be playing uh, with in the in the uh, first session. No one. No one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, what was it? We saw Bryson. Bryson, as we were heading to the opening ceremony, Bryson was like the last guy off the practice range. And he was really nice with the fans. He was really nice. One fan came over, hey, can I take a picture? Yeah. Yeah, I took a picture with him. It was nice. It was really nice with the fans. Very cool. Lots of thumbs up. I thought he was the next time of Phil Mickelson. <laughs> So Phil Mickelson got a bigger ovation than he anybody really else. Did. He got a bigger the, ovation than any of the players, actually. It was he pretty did. interesting. Um, so what we did today was we walked the course. So the players only played the front nine. Both teams played the front, front nine today. The, the back nine was only played by the celebrities. Celebrity, yeah. and we, did, we didn't watch any of the celebrities. No. And sad to say the Americans lost. They lost, yeah. Is there is there any kind of correlation who wins the celebrity match versus who wins the Ryder Cup? It was in the olden days when they had the old guys out there playing. <laughs> yeah, they, and they pass. Every time we've been there, they've had like past captains. It's been like Corey Pavin yeah. and Tom Lehman against Paul McGinley and uh, Tony Jacklin. Jacklin, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. But, well, kudos to the uh, Europeans for winning that. But, the, you know, the big show starts tomorrow. It's going to be exciting, right? Really it's going to be fantastic. And we, we, we're not going to... I'm not going to forget the ticket, so we'll be out there. We have our spot, I think, um, for, for uh, where we're going to start tomorrow. So let's talk a little bit about the course itself, and, and, then, we'll, and then we'll talk about the pairings. So uh, what, what holes... Look, give me... You know, you're more of a golfer than I am. Give me three holes that you looked at and said... A recreational. You're a you're a six or seven handicap yeah. golfer. A six or seven handicap golfer would have no chance on this hole. Well, seven is a hard hole. The par three, number seven, right? So seven is a par, par three along the water. water. It's long. Yes, it's a long hole. And there's water. Trouble. There's water right and traps. And on, if you hit it on the hillside, you're dead, right? I mean, you can't get up and down. If you hit it on the hillside, you might hit it over the green. Over the green. And so we saw we saw uh, Victor Hovland hit it in, either into the water, some some place where he couldn't hit a second second ball and had to hit a provision. I think that was a hard hole. I think if you get to five, looked like a pretty tough hole. It's a long par five, right? Long par, par five. five. Uh, but par five is easy for pros because they're just hitting drivers. So I'd say seven. 
uh, let's see, 14, maybe? Was 14? 14. I know, uh, 7, I think 18 is a tough hole. 18 and 15. And 15 are tough holes. Those are probably three holes or four holes that I think are really going to play very, they're going to be difficult. So, there are so many of these holes, uh, especially on the outward nine, that, uh, that parallel Lake Michigan. And Lake Michigan is either on the right-hand side or the left-hand side of the hole. Absolutely. And they're absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Three, four, five, three and four beautiful holes, right? Seven. It's seven. not necessarily good for spectators because it basically takes yeah. that, those viewing areas out. I mean, if you're if you're playing there, that would be a fun course. And, and both Irish, we had a chance to see a little of the Irish course, and that's beautiful. So I, I, I think those are the toughest holes. I think it's going to be a very fun place to watch. It's gonna, those holes are going to be tough, and... There are going to be some matches. I think a lot of matches probably might not make it to 18. 18 is a beautiful... 18 is called Diabolical after after uh, Pete died. And oh, oh... Left-hand side. Down the left-hand side. Nothing but traps. What nothing but traps. Nine's a pretty hole as well. And and, and 18, if you're, if you're short left, there's a little burn there um, that's going to gather up all short yep. left. Yep. And if you're right, you're in trouble with trees on the right-hand side down there. But I tell you, nine is a beautiful hole. Long hole, beautiful, tucked back in there. But not a good viewing place, right? Not Except a good for the stands. Not a good viewing place unless unless you're in the grandstands. I, mean, I, I think the course is amazing. Like we said, those are some of those holes. The holes that we talked about are really good. And then the back nine, I think is amazing as well. 14, 13, 14 is probably where we're going to hang out. And I think it's going to be great for us there back in those areas. So in terms of some of the easier holes... Uh, I think one is going to be a birdie hole. Yeah, one and two probably. We one watched, we watched uh, Rahm, Lowry, McElroy, and Hatton tee off from one. And, I mean, Lowry practically drove the green. Uh, Rahm was, I, I don't think he was more than 50 or 60 yards short of the green. No. And even if you're on the right-hand side in the rough, it's an easy beat. It was kind of an easy up and down for those guys, up and in for him. So I think one's going to be easy. I think two is a kind of an easy hole as well. Two, two is an easier par five. Yep. 16 is an easier par 5. Yep. And 3 is a short little par 3, so I think that'll be easy. 4 might be difficult, and 5 might be difficult for those guys. And 6 is a little tricky. We saw, we were on 3, and we saw the U.S. group of Tony Finau, Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger, and Harris English hit. They hit darts. And, and all four of them they were, were, within, within, were within 20 feet. Within 20 feet. One of them, was, I think Daniel Berger hit his putt. Yeah, I mean, those those were great shots. So I think that'll be a hole that the guys are going to be able to get some birdies on, depending on where the pin on and depending on the wind, though. That's going to be a problem. I think the, the, really, the really great thing about this course is that there are not a lot of holes that are just going to be halved with par. The boring thing about, you know, about some uh, match play tournaments is that if, if all the holes are par holes, there's so much risk-reward here. There's a lot of risk-reward. And I think in the ultimate shot is going to be the one, the tough one. Absolutely. Because if you put your partner in a bad position, then you're going to have to scramble just to get up, get close, get them in a decent position to be uh, hitting for, to be shooting, uh, hitting for par or going for par. So I think it's going to be a difficult. I, I love this course. So I think the course is amazing. The scenery, there's nothing like it, right? Just yeah. where it sits and the the, 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 rib, the lake is there. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. The holes are all are all buttressed by bunkers on all sides. Some of those bunkers are 
they, they look like they're right out of uh, the Scottish, uh, off of, yeah. out of a classic Scottish course. They're, they're deep, deep bunkers, steep faces, deep punitive. Faces. You know, it's not like too many, too many of our courses. The bunkers aren't punitive. They're not they, punitive basically, yeah. what the bunkers do is they prevent the balls from going into the gallery. Yeah, and then, you know what? I I love courses like this. I think they're good for uh, an event where you don't have a lot of spectators. But I think a course like this, is, it's difficult when you have a lot of spectators. There's not a lot of places for people to view, and there's not a lot of screens. Rich, that's another. That's a big jumbotron for people to view. So two things that I thought were interesting and. Uh, compared to other Ryder Cups. I thought there were far fewer grandstands yes, than other Ryder Cups. Right. On, on other Ryder Cups, there have been grandstands all over the place. There are big grandstands on 1 and 18, and there's some grandstands on, on the Six, par 3s. Yeah, and then they have these big tent, corporate tents on 16. Yeah. I mean, corporate tents, but not nearly as many formal grandstands, grandstands. For, for viewing as we're, as we're used to seeing. I mean, the, one, the grandstands are... Lake Colonial, they were huge. They were massive grandstands. And then the other thing you just mentioned, you know, one of the things that when, when we look for a place to watch, um, we really are looking for three things. We're looking for ability to see two shots. Yeah. We yeah. don't just want to see a ball hit a green. We want to be able to see the players make an approach. Yeah. Um, or if the par three, we want to be able to you know see them tee off, see where the ball lands, and then see them you know compete on the green. We, we like to we like to see more than one shot, and sometimes even a third shot if we can, like a tee shot on another hole. Yeah, I mean that. Think it just there's only a couple holes on the back where you can you have that advantage advantage point, right? So 13 and 14. 13 and 14. 14. So so and then and then the other thing we like to see. Um, is we like to have a TV screen around in order to see what else is going on on the golf course. And at most of the other, these other courses, there have been about I'd say six or seven. Every couple of holes, there's a big there's a big screen. There's a big screen. And this has not been the, that's not the case that's here. Not the case here. Um, there was there was one on six, one on eighteen, one on sixteen, and then one on the Irish course like in between all of the yeah but that doesn't count that's for people having lunch that's for people having lunch so. I, I don't think there's I think there might be a fourth but but there's only about four of the screens on the course and it seems like the screens are set up for people in grandstands yes. rather than people who aren't in grandstands yeah, yeah. and it just it, it seems a little cheap actually it seems cheap it does I uh, mean you do you, you put yes it makes sense to have them close to grandstands because those people are going to get there early sit there all day but that's not the idea to go into one of these tournaments. The idea is to kind of know, learn, understand the, the terrain of the course and get out to see the course and see multiple players, multiple holes. That's kind of the idea. So let's see, what other options? Unless you love great grandstands. Unless you love grandstands. And there's going to be a time when, you know, when oh, all of us are going to grandstands. Yes. You know, when, when I think I'll retire before I get to a grandstand. I, I would hope it's not until <laughs> both of us retire. Yeah. Uh, other observations, uh, I, t I tweeted out that, uh, you know, the food choices, we had a bratwurst today. Yeah. It was, it was quite good. It was very good. But actually. the food choice is somewhat limited. Very limited. Uh, and so is the staff because it's, it's uh, what do you call it? The, yeah, it's almost, it's kiosk-based. Kiosk yeah. They had, like, they had uh, a tablet and you put in what, what you wanted on the tablet and paid for it. And basically, it was just a troubleshooter yeah. for, like, eight people. I mean, it, it will be very efficient, I think. Um, but they had uh, uh, 
uh, smaller kiosks that had pretzels, yeah. hot pretzels. Didn't have one, but probably will tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, luncheon facilities really were, you know, burgers and brats. Burgers and brats. Um, you know, maybe it's because there are fewer European yeah. fans coming over, and it, other, you know, it, it, at Hazeltine, I think they had more options. Yeah. I mean, fish and chips, that's a good America. I mean, that's a fish, good thing to have. Fish and chips is great. And we, know, we know our European friends love, love, the, fish, love the fish and chips. We have fish and chips someplace. Uh, I didn't. I, did you even see French fries there? I didn't even see fries. I didn't see fries either. I mean, it's a very limited amount of stuff there, right? Limited. Very limited with food options. Lots of drink. Yeah, lots of drinks. Michelob Ultra. Lots of things. Yeah. The Brooks Kepka. Uh, yeah. you, had, you had an IPA. How was the house? The, the goose. The Goose Island was pretty darn good. And I had a Stella. Oh, yeah, Stella. Had a Stella. Was good, you know. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm excited, though. I, I, I think the course is going to be great. I think it's going to pose a lot of challenges for these players. But the pairings. So let's let's talk I'm about the pairings. About so the pairings finally you know, came out. Uh, for, oh, let's talk the opening ceremony. What, what did you think of the opening ceremony? Uh, Padre Harrington is a very good is a very good speaker. Very polished. Very polished. And what a nice man. What a nice man. He's just great to think the women... None, neither of them uh, thank their he wives. Just think the spouse. I mean, they think their their own families, but they didn't. He think uh, Stricker said thanks to the spouse. Uh, he said partners, partners, partners. Yeah, but I thought Harrington was it was really oh, good. That was my that was the funniest thing. That was my favorite thing of the day. So we're standing on the second on the second hole. We had just gotten there, and there were these two guys hit, hitting uh, on hitting on these two very very attractive <laughs> young blonde women. Yeah, they were attractive. And the blonde women were not, you know, they weren't receptive to being hit on. And so the guys were like, well, are you here by yourselves? And they're like, uh, it says, well, you're here with someone? And they looked at him and they go, well, it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> well, I know what that means. Uh, where's Phil? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, DJ. DJ, Phil. Tiger. 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 Not, 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 not Tiger. Uh, it's complicated. It's complicated. I, I almost burst out laughing. Yeah, complicated. So, uh, yeah, and I, I thought the the European team looked better too. They did. Oh, the suits were stylish. I mean, they, they had, had stylish suits. They had on. Stylish blue suits. And the Americans look right, like right, like they, their outfits are right from the Midwest, right? It's Stricker style outfit. Yeah. But it's okay. It looked nice. They looked like half the guys can't tie their tie, make their ties tight enough. They looked like they looked like the the jackets you get when you're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's like a tweed type of jacket. Tweed. Like, yeah, it's yeah the tan one. tweed. But it, you know, you you'd think that we'd have something like either red, white, or blue. You think it was, t- but it was tan. It was tan. I don't know. Is that is that like the state capital color of? I mean, Wisconsin's white uh, and red. red. White, yeah. Jump around. Yeah. I mean, I would think you'd have a nice blue. Tie, blue suit with a red tie or something like that. That right? would that would make sense. Yeah. But yeah, the British kind of had, or the, the Europeans kind of had the same thing. Yeah, so I guess they didn't want to wear the same thing. The biggest revelation of the opening ceremony is that Steve Stricker's a Bears fan and not a, a Packers fan. fan. Everybody loves Steve Stricker, uh, and Steve Stricker, you know, you know, God bless him, is not a public speaker. Uh, no, not very good at all. Not a public speaker, but but a nice, uh, a nice man. Everybody loves Steve Stricker. Uh, and then he says that he's a Bears fan, and the whole yeah, place the whole, turned on him. Ole, 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 ole. Everyone started singing the uh, ole song. Oh, gosh. Wow, that's interesting. All right, so so let's get to the pairings for, the pairings, for tomorrow. The um, alternate shot, uh, foursomes, 
and you know, boy, we're gonna start with uh, with one heck of a pairing. So it's not surprising that uh, I, I, there, there are there are three. Uh, there are three pairings here that everybody anticipated on the U.S. side, uh, and I think they're all premier pairings. I mean, they're all, you know, top twelve players in the world. But we knew one of those pairings. I mean, we were one hundred percent positive about one of the pairings, right? And we, we were 95 percent positive about the other two. So the yeah. first pairing is Justin Thomas and George Speed, and they played together and played very effectively. They were really the most effective team in Paris. Yeah. And they played together at the President's Cup as well. Uh, so Jordan Spieth, and I don't think they were quite as good at the President's Cup, but Jordan was, was playing horribly at the time. Uh, so Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, and Patrick Harrington puts out his Spaniards as his first pairing. He had to know it was going to be JT and Spieth. He had to know, yeah. So it's going to be John Rahm and Sergio. That's a good pairing. And you, you guessed that one. I mean, you said it from the... I had I had John Rahm and Sergio. Had these two together. Yeah, I did have together. I did so have John. I wasn't right on all of them, but what, I was. What I was, do you think? If you had to make a prediction on that match, how many holes will it go and who wins? I'm I'm gonna pick predict JT and Spieth will win two and one. Two and one. How about how about you? Oh, man, I want to say Rahm and Garcia. They'll win by one. They'll win one up. I think if it was any. Buddy, other than Spieth and JT, I'd probably pick Rom and Garcia. Uh, I mean, Rom's the hottest player and one of the hottest players in golf, and Sergio's playing so well. JT and Jordan are playing okay, but this is a Ryder Cup, and I think they'll get fired up. Okay? And they'll get fired up. So two good pair. I mean, those are two good. I, I love the pairing of Garcia and Rom. I think that's amazing. Two Spaniards. They're good. They get up and down. They drive the ball well. They're good iron players. And then you look at Jordan and Thomas. They're good drivers of the ball. Good iron players. Good putters. So it's right. going to be a great match. Well, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna write this down because I'm gonna I'm gonna. Why not? Garcia uh, and Rom. So so Stacy has Stacy has Garcia and Rom, and I have JT and yep. Speed. Okay. Yep. The second match is going to be DJ and Colin Morikawa. That's a great pairing. What a great pairing against Victor Hovland and Paul Casey. Everybody wondered who Victor Hovland was going to play with. And Paul That's Casey. That's a great pairing. Paul Casey gets the honor. I mean, those are kind of two of the best ball strikers in the world. Yeah. Three of the best ball strikers in the world versus and 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 you know the number two overall player in the world. world. Who hit the drive? D- Johnson drives it. Of course. Uh, I, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Although uh, you know, we talked about it. Dustin Johnson has one of the highest percentages of, of bir- one of the highest birdie percentages on par threes. Uh, this on, in our analytics uh, episode with Bill Dubinsky. Oh, he was driving. So it's it's hard. I, I think you just figure out on the par fives. You know which ones have more par fives and and yeah. have uh, that would be the evens, right? Because yeah. part two and sixteen, I know, are par fives. Yeah. Um, I love that pair. Those are two. These are two great men. That's going to be a great that's a, match. That's a great match. All right. So DJ and Colin Morikawa, the number two and I think number three players in the world, against Victor Hovland and Paul Casey. Who are both in their teens, but they're superior ball strikers. And Paul Casey's a great Ryder Cup player. Who do you got? I got to go with the Americans on this one. Okay. What do you What do you think? They're going to win by two. Okay. So Stacy picks. Uh, 
DJ and Colin. I, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with with Victor Hovland and Paul Casey. I just I, I think those I think that's going to be a great pairing. I think Victor Hovland's going to be just very uh, very psyched up and uh, and play great. I think he's going to play out of his out of his skull. I mean, I always go with Hovland, but I'll say one up. All right, all right. The third match: Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger, the Seminoles, against Lee Westwood. And Matthew Fitzpatrick. I gotta go with Berger and, uh, and Brooksy. I, I think this has the potential to be a boat race. I think so. I, I bet I, I'm gonna go with Kepka and Berger as well. I, you know, Westwood and Fitzpatrick were both very shaky in their in their last Ryder Cup appearance at, I'm at Hazeltine. I'm surprised at this man. I, I mean, I, I, I could see you putting out. I could see you putting out. Not Fitzpatrick, but Lowry in this match pair matchup. I think Lowry might have been a better one. He would have been a better one, yeah. Lowry would have been a better one. Okay, so we both we both favor Kepka and Berger. Oh, God, yeah. And and uh, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of in the know golf people, thinking that Daniel Berger is going to be kind of a kind of a under the radar star I think for this U.S. Star. team. Yeah, uh, he's tough. He's tough as hell. He's tough, and and Kepka. That's not you know. I th- I think. Berger will keep Kepka grinding. I think so as well. Um, and then, I like that pair. And Americans win for sure. And then the last, oh my gosh! So w- this is another pairing that we've seen coming that that uh, Captain Stricker telegraphed: Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay. That's a beautiful so, pair. So this is, uh, I think Patrick Cantlay is up to four or five in the world now, and Xander Shoffley is, you know, should be four or five in the world, except except the Olympics doesn't count. World rankings. I mean, this is a great pairing against Ian Poulter and Rory McIlroy. This oh is going to be a great my. match. I mean, a Ryder Cup stalwart and a stud of a you know top ten player in the world, Rory. And oh, that's I, I don't know who to pick on this one. That's a hard one because Cantley and Xander are both rookies. I'm going with the upset. Which one's the upset? I'm I'm going to go with the Europeans. I think this is going to be a split session. I was going to go with Europe as well. Well, you went the rule of Europe. I'm going to go with the Americans on this. All right. They'll win by one. They'll win up. It's going, to be, it's going to be close as well. I think the only one that I would think might not be close is the Kepka Burger match. That might not be close at all. Uh, and, and I hope, you know, I like Lee Westwood. I like Matthew Fitzpatrick. But I, I, they I mean, were, you can leave Tommy Fleetwood off. They were both so shaky. And Tommy Fleetwood went... Four and zero in the team competition. He and Francisco Molinari. How did you come up with that? I, I would think you'd take, you know, Tommy Fleetwood and put him with Shane Lowry and let those two play, or to put him with Terrell Hatton and just let him play. That's what I say. That's a. Or you would think Westwood would go out with Hatton because Westwood's a calm guy. Calm right? guy. So let's talk about let's. Well, we'll start with the Europeans. Let's talk about the four who who didn't, who aren't playing in the morning. So Bern Wiesberger. I don't think any of either he of might us. Not play tomorrow. I don't think either of us thought Bern Wiesberger was going to play. No, very talented player. It's a nervous acting guy, just in his normal life. When you look at him, right? Even today, he did he did not play well at the BMW and on on Sunday. We we called that he wasn't going to make that he was not going to be playing. We and he's that. really only playing because Rory McIlroy skipped the BMW. Yeah. If Rory McIlroy played the BMW. Then he gets in on European points. Bern Wiesberger's not going to make it on world points, and they're going to take Justin Rose. Rose. So uh, I think Bern Wiesberger is sitting. I think I think Harrington 
wouldn't say it publicly, but I don't think he He's wanted Beesberger here. I think he wanted Justin Rose here. So, uh, Shane Lowry, I'm very surprised Shane Lowry's not out there. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Lowry, Hatton, and um, Fleetwood aren't playing. I'm, I'm surprised. Right? Are well, you? you. I would have taken out Westwood and Fitzpatrick. I wouldn't have played them. I'd but played I don't them. mind Poulter and Rory. Uh, you know, that, that third team, I would have probably put out Hatton and Fleetwood or, or one of them with Lowry. I mean, I really would have put out Poulter with... I would have put out... Uh, me, I would have put out Fleetwood with Rory, definitely, and Hatton with Lowry. That's how I would have played that. And then Sat Poulter. And Sat Poulter, yes. I, I, Poulter's, I mean, he's not playing great. Poulter's not playing great, but he's so good in the rider. Well, cup. there's a, what the second uh, session's for, you know? All right. Well, let's talk. The, the four Americans who aren't playing, I would say. I'm that, disappointed in this one. You're disappointed. See, I, I think I think Stricker made the right calls. Uh, I think I think only, it should have been Kepka and Finau. That's the only kind of question is whether right. Berger or Finau should have been playing with Kepka. Uh, Finau deserves it. He's a winner this year. Well, so is Daniel Berger. But Finau's played phenomenal this year. He's a rider. He did played great in Paris. You got to run him out there. I think he'd be great on some of these little short holes hitting his driver. But so is Berger, though. So, so. is Berger. I, 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 I kind of see that as six of one and half dozen of another. I think I think th- they're both really good partners for Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Um, for different reasons. I think Daniel Berger's more of a fiery grinder guy. And I think I, I won't be surprised if Kepka if Kepka, let's say he plays well in the morning, goes out, with out Fino, goes out with Fino in the afternoon, because yeah. Fino's a birdie machine. And I think if well, you had you to play... How machine out of the first session? Because he's not only responsible for half the shots. Yeah, that's true. I think Finau's better... I, I, if you were going to play Kepka, and, and who's to say Kepka's going to play all the sessions because he's been hurt a lot. I mean, you might they might run out Harris English and, uh, and Finau, right? Because I mean, it's pretty clear that Scheffler and Bryson DeChambeau are going to play together. And it's, yeah. I think it's also abundantly clear they're going to play uh in, in uh, four ball. So you put Harris English out with uh, Tony Finau and Sid Kepka and Berger? That's. But, well, then you got to sit another pair. Who else do you sit? Because if, if you're going to set put Scheffler and Bryson out yep. instead of Kepka and Berger, are you going to sit Cantley and Xander? Are you going to sit DJ and Colin Morikawa? You're going to have to sit somebody. I think you have to sit Justin Thomas and, and Jordan Spieth. Uh, well maybe, maybe you see who doesn't play well. Yeah, that's what you have to do. So Finau's not playing in the morning. So Finau and English are the ones. I, again, and I, the I, two hottest players, arguably. Uh, well, they're not. Well, they had good years. I all these guys. Is there really anyone on the U.S. team who didn't have a good year? Uh, no. I mean, Kepka probably didn't have a good year by his standards, but he won a tournament. I think he won yeah. Phoenix, right? Well, he duffed a couple ones on some of the majors. I mean, the champ. Tour but he champ. was. It, but he was. In, he was in contention at all the majors. He was in, yeah. Well, the one he should have won was the, um, what was it, the players, right? He played horrible that day, and, and JT came back and won. I'm trying so. to think. I mean, I think everybody everybody on this list for the Americans, other than Scheffler, won a tournament this year. That's right. Scheffler's the only only one of the Americans who didn't win a tournament this year. All I have to say is these pairings are amazing. I'm glad. I really wish Finau was playing, but you know what? He's going to play in the afternoon, and he's going to play great. He and Harris English. I'll go on record and say those are going to be two guys playing because Brooks is they're going to run him out there too much. Scheffler in the after Scheffler and DeShevo in the afternoon and English and and Finau as well. 
All right. Well, uh, I think that's 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 all for tonight. I hope oh. you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, it's great. Hey, we forgot to talk about the mask. Oh, ride some rider cup. So so. Uh, we're the only two wearing masks in the whole place. But. So we you know we met one other person wearing a mask who was a, a woman from from the Bay Area. Yeah, you know it's hard. Nobody wants to wear a mask. No one wants to wear. The PG when you're drinking a lot of beer. The PGA suggests that people wear masks. Yeah. Um, Three W's. Yeah. Wear it, wash it, and what's the other one? Stay away. Uh, wide. Yeah, wide, wide, wide berth. But really, nobody was wearing a mask. And it's just surprising. I mean, especially today, it was a cold day and rainy. The mask helped. I was happy I had a mask on. The FDA says, or CDC, whatever, the CDC says you wear, when you're in a large gathering, no matter if it's inside or outside, you wear a mask. So we we actually went into the gift shop and bought, uh, gift shop and bought these actually beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. It's really cool. Ryder Cup masks. I know. So anyone who's going, uh, they make you wear a mask. It's a weird thing. They make you wear a mask in the gift store. But no, but no, you're packed. You're packed. You know, on the take course. your money before you die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we will uh, come to you. We probably won't do a pod in the morning tomorrow. On the way home. We'll but on the way home, we'll do a pod, and, and I'm, I'm hoping we'll be joined by uh, uh, Dan Redmond, uh, better known as Dan from DC, Jungle Dan Royalty. From DC. Dan from DC. He said he's playing golf tomorrow. Um, but uh, I'm hoping we'll have him join us either tomorrow or maybe Saturday, uh, and then we'll try to get we'll try to get we'll try to get uh, Bill Davinsky on a pod later on okay. later on as well. All right, everybody, well, everyone, sounds good and uh, go USA. Uh, go 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 Europe. Ole 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 ole. We'll try we'll, we'll try to. We'll try to uh, interview some. We'll try to interview some of the some of the European fans. We almost made it up to the Guardians of the Cup today. Well, maybe we'll try to find them tomorrow and get yeah, a few get a few drunken Guardians words. Yeah. But I think I think we probably ought to find them early in the day if, uh, if we I want them to be so. coherent. I think we need to find them early. Yeah, because there's definitely some day drinking there's going on. Drink. I hope they watch those uniforms, too. <laughs> those outfits they have on. All right, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>